Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Ancient Israel is an example of God's care. Ezekiel 36, 29 and 30 tell us, I will also save you from all your uncleanliness, and I will call for the corn and will increase it, and lay no famine upon you, and I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field, that ye shall receive no more reproach of famine among the heathen. The principles set forth for the instruction of Israel are to be followed by God's people to the end of time. True prosperity is dependent on the continuance of our covenant relationship with God. Never can we afford to compromise principle by entering into alliance with those who do not fear him. There's constant danger that professing Christians will come to think that in order to have influence with worldlings, they must to a certain extent conform to the world. But though such a course may appear to afford great advantages, it always ends in spiritual loss. The Lord made a covenant with Israel that if they would obey his commandments, he would give them rain in due season. The land should yield her increase, and the trees of the field should yield their fruit. He promised that their threshing should reach unto the vintage, and the vintage unto the sowing time, and that they should eat their bread to the full, and dwell in their land safely. But if they disregarded his requirements, he would deal with them entirely contrary to all this. His curse should rest upon them in place of his blessing. He would break their pride of power and would make the heavens over them as iron and the earth as brass. Ooh. Those who are selfishly withholding their means need not be surprised if God's hand scatters. God can scatter the means he has lent to his stewards if they refuse to use it to his glory. According to the verse that we read, famine to Israel was a reproach among the heathen. What exactly is reproach? Well, we know what it is, but let's look it up anyways. In the 1828 No Webster's Dictionary, I use that one because that one was what was used by those who... Uh, did the King James Version of the Bible, that so that whatever we look up in the 1828 Noah Webster's Dictionary, we can understand the King James Version, what they were trying to say. But let's look it up anyway. So, to censure or, condemn or contempt, to treat with scorn, with shame, with infamy, with disgrace. So, I infer from this that when Israel had famine in the land, the heathen could treat them with censure, with contempt, scorn, and they were shamed and disgraced because the God of Israel punished them and the heathen claimed that their gods were better and that Israel would be humiliated. Well, why did God do this? Our reading said that true prosperity is dependent on the, continuous, the continuance of our covenant relationship with him. Therefore, Israel, as we know, did not continue faithful in that covenant. We read that covenant was 
that we received God's blessing when we obeyed his commandments. The blessings were lands and rain, crops and peace. Disregarding his requirements or his covenant and commandments were referred to as a covenant in the Bible. It meant that his curse would rest on them. I wonder why it is that people feel like it's such a light thing to change God's commandments today and disobey especially one particular commandment. When we have famine and poverty and there's no peace in our land, should we feel that the curse of God is upon us? Well, we're aware of the prophecy in Revelation concerning the United States and the persecution to come upon God's people. God has promises in Psalms 23 that he will set a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You know, I think he's doing that right now, don't you? Already. As we develop our personal experimental walk with Jesus, it's so necessary to have that. I can't stress it enough. But while we are doing that, we will know what he does for us from day to day. We may, as individuals, receive the promises that he gave to the nation of Israel as spiritual Israel, although there will be no organized religion that prospers as a group. God's church, made up of individuals scattered everywhere, is a group, and though we're not together in person and will be blessed by him uh, in as though we were a group, we may not know each other. We're all scattered, but we're still going to be walking in lockstep because whoever follows the Holy Spirit and God's leading and guidance will be in agreement, even though we're not together. God will lead us all the same. We will have this witness in ourselves, don't you see? We'll see and we'll know the working of God's Spirit and providence and growth in our likeness to Jesus. We will grow more and more refined like Jesus, more and more considerate of the feelings of others, more and more willing to deny ourselves for the good of someone else. Right now is when we need to be letting go of earthly goals and studying to be prepared for heaven. If you were to step right now through the veil from earth to heaven, just as you are, dressed as you are, thinking and talking as it is your habit to do, what things would come to your mind in thinking about this that would need to be changed to fit in there? Those things need to be given to Jesus today and ask him to help you to make those changes right now while you're preparing your character to be translated. We have a promise in John six forty seven. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. Hebrews 3, 19 tells us that Israel could not enter in because of unbelief. What did that unbelief entail? Ultimately, it was disobedience, wasn't it? They did not believe God, therefore they disobeyed his command to go forward. Eve disbelieved God and disobeyed his command. I deduce therefore in our promise verse, he who believes in me shall be will have everlasting life. It can be read, he who obeys me because he believes what I told him to do. I want to sing one verse from the hymn Trust and Obey. If you have Christ in song, it's on page 495. 
just the first verse. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way while we do his good will he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in jesus but to trust and obey trust can also be translated as faith we have faith in god we trust in him our father in heaven oh lord we come to you this morning in our great need to have that trust in place for the times that are coming lord we have been very slow to get the work done and prepare and this morning we ask that you help us to make good use of the daylight hours for the night is coming when no man can work i pray for these ones who are with me here this morning help them to be contemplating what things need to be changed in their lives what things they need to give to you now thank you jesus in your name i pray amen please join us again tomorrow morning we're going to do a little more reading contemplating, thinking about things. It's just a jumping off point for you to take whatever thought that might inspire you to follow through in your own mind. Make up your own mind what you believe, where you stand. Believe Christ's promises and have prayer together before the day begins. Be blessed, my brother and sister. <music>